Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. High Fivers, it's that time of the week. It's your boy High Five Tom, and I've got my very good friend Will here on uh, the other side of the country. Will, how are you this evening? I'm good, Tom. I was trying to come up with something clever to open the show with, but uh, I got nothing. I got nothing this week. Yeah. Yeah, Will sent me down this goddamn rabbit hole. I'm not going to mention if you want to know, you got to DM me to find out what the fuck you're talking about, but... uh we're talking about something a little bit more positive here, Will, and that's Ring of Honor. Yeah, positive. Yeah, supposedly there's going to be a new ring. I guess Final Battle's going to be in Texas. Shout out to our good boy, uh, David Henry Bauer III. I don't know. I know Austin's pretty far away from Arlington, though, but did you see that? I didn't even forgot to mention that. I didn't see that. But yeah. I'm also not really up with my TKROH. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, final battle December tenth in Arlington, Texas. It's a uh, th- uh, four o'clock start because they're battling a UFC pay per view and also the Heisman Trophy announcements. Ooh, yeah. I mean, will Wait, it- I'm not opposed to. I'm not opposed to an earlier event. Yeah, I'm but- not. You know, I'm not watching any of those things either, but. But I'm like, what do you think their TV is even going to be? Are they just going to tape it like they do Dynamite? Or are they going to give it a whole new platform? I don't know, Will. There's a lot of questions. But you know what the questions on? I don't know. Well, speaking of questions, that's a good segue. Let's uh, segue into our question of dishonor this week, Will, uh, from our honorary third member of Ring of Honor Revelry here. Uh, Brendan, who we will both see in as we record less than 10 days. And we will actually see each other in real life, Will. Sure will. So if any of the high fivers or uh Shining Wizards podcast people or anyone out in that neck of the woods or turnbuckle throwbacks or see your boy Tom or Will, make sure you stop by and say hi. Uh but um Brendan's question to sign this week is uh pretty simple, but something that's close to our hearts and kind of pertains to this week's uh episode. But Will, what's uh What's been your favorite Mike Mondo moment so far in Ring of Honor 2012? Or Mike Mondo in general? I mean, I'll start bigger and say kind of the presence of Mike Mondo overall. Because I think when people typically think Ring of Honor, they think of kind of like the heyday, right, of like your Tyler Black your Brian Danielson, your CM Punk, like that's like their glory years basically. Yeah. But 
Ring of Honor was also a place where people could go after and kind of flush stuff out. I mean, World's Greatest Tag Team went and became Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Yeah. And our dominant tag team there. Mike Mondo, who, I mean, they plug it on TV this week. He's had matches with Triple H and Saul Michaels. Yeah. As a member of the Spirit Squad, <laughs> getting squashed by PG Degeneration X. Yeah. And being stuffed into a crate to be sent back to OVW. So, I think I'm almost, might be starting bigger saying just the fact that we've got to see Mike Mondo. Obviously, haven't loved the last kind of like month's worth of programming with the whole Maria stuff. But I think my favorite, Matt, I mean, the Davy Richards match is definitely a highlight. The, the time yeah. limit draw and the choice where he's like sizing up. It's like he's going to go more. He's like, nah, you didn't beat me. That's good enough for me. Yeah, it, it, and, got, uh, it got him a world title shot. And that world title shot was my my 1B. That was a great match. They both got to wrestle, but it also let them play up the humor aspect of it. Like, yeah, Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen grabbing the mic. Mondo comes over the top, and he's like shouting into the microphone. Oh, Sunshine's home. What's up, Faith? Not much. Well, how are you? I'm doing pretty all right. Better than bad. Oh, there you are. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, Mike Mondo has been been the huge, you know, breakout star for us. Um, to see what he's capable, and you know, it'll be. I mean, it looks like he's got a pretty decent Ring of Honor run after this. You know, obviously, we've got the benefit of hindsight. Um, you know, but obviously, you go back to that. Well, I mean, it was that stuff with Adam Cole, and we're like, he's head, you know, he's headbutting lockers and getting all intense, and we're just kind of like, fucks up with this guy from the goddamn Spirit Squad, and then he had a yeah, he's, it, he's yoked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike Mondo does lefty does not believe in carbs. That is very true. Um, you know, but yeah, he had that cold Adam Cole, and we're like both kind of like, well, this is kind of a pleasant surprise. And that's the first time we kind of see a little bit of chicanery. And then he beats Mike Bennett. Um, he's got a banger with Jay Lethal. You know, at Bruce City beatdown, which he lost. But yeah, that, that David Richards match, we're both like, man, they're going to give this motherfucker a push. You know, so that was, you know, endless and not enough. a push like, uh, not a push like Glenn Jacobs gave uh, Matt Cardona. Yeah. Wow. So it's just on my mind. Something that's on my mind, Tom, because I saw a tweet the other day saying that Tony Khan's Ring of Honor is equivalent to WWE CW. And I disagree because WWE CW may not have been great. It might have only been borderline good, but they're like, we're going to roll this out. Here's our TV plan. We're going to do pay per views. Here's our roster for it. We're going to use it to do this, this, and this. And they rolled it out. They had a plan. Yeah. They didn't just go, ECW time. Okay, what are you going to do? Not sure, but we have it. Like I said, you know, we, we got final battles coming up. 
and uh, I'm not totally sure. I'm going to check it out if it's not on Honor Club. Yeah, that's the frustrating part. I mean, I'll probably watch it on the dark web. Because um, if it's not on Honor Club, I'm, uh, I don't think I would spend money on Tony Khan's Ring of Honor product right now. Yeah, I mean, what, what's, he, what's he showing us? You know, so... This, like... I fully admit, I've talked to other people who went to... You know, we've talked about Death Before Dishonor this year. You know, other people who have gone have all come out of it pretty positive about it. My friend Devin was there, too, kind of last-minute thing. And a couple other people went. They liked the show. I know our friend Mike Peterson liked the show. Yeah. Uh, our friends in the VGM roster liked the show. I did not. Tony Khan, and again, like I was all in on AEW when it first started. Pardon now me. I don't. Now I don't really. I don't. I don't care as much. At it's all. Kinda, it's kind of gone away from me. I kind of miss when I was saying early on, like, you know, I wish they had a few more wrestlers to kind of like mix up the, the matches a little bit. Cause it kind of, you know, when there's only like 12 of them, it's yeah. like how many different combinations can you really mix and match when five people are in one stable and the other five are in another stable and you have like three other people kicking around. I kind of miss that almost borderline, like, smaller company vibe but now it's like there's a huge roster there's people you want to see who you aren't seeing there's people who they primed up to be huge stars and then just kind of drop the ball with them i mean look how heavily you look back at how heavily featured and i know this is a ring of honor podcast we'll get back mm. to this stuff but you know look at Private Party beat the Young Bucks in that tag team tournament that they had. Where's Private Party in it? Butcher and the Blade were featured as like these supposed to be like guns for hire kind of thing that were supposed to be kind of spooky. Where are they? Yeah. I mean, the, one of the most consistent teams was the Best Friends. And really, what did they have to show for it? Yeah. They were just on my floor as lava, though, on Netflix, though. That was a lot of fun to watch. We did end up watching yeah. the, all the episodes, but we did start with that one. And I appreciated Orange Cassidy's devotion to staying in character. Yep. You want to talk about, that's a great gimmick to keep in kayfabe. Yeah. Because you don't really have to go like, MJF goes out of his way to be a dick all the time. And it's great. But Orange Cassidy could just be a guy leaning against the wall be like, yep. You got it. Get right on that. You can, you can. So happy to be here. Yeah. You know, and, and speaking of Orange Cassidy, so, I mean, we'll kind of get to it. I mean, whatever happened with this huge Shakar Ring of Honor rivalry? You know, him being Fire Ant and all. Yeah. It went, that kind of went, nope. I was a little just, I'm not going to lie. When we, I'm assuming that at some point, End of this year, early next year, we'll do some kind of like, what are our, what do we feel like our highs were from the year, our lows from the year? I was kind of hyped 
to see this Chikara thing. Yeah. And then we have the the one event that had a handful of matches. Yeah, if that. And I don't know if it was carried more on the Chikara vehicles, but that was also the time my honor club wasn't really working, and it's like, I don't get to see the show. And there's been, like, no involvement. And part of it's how it's taped, too, where it's like, oh, this feud's coming. You're going to see the payoff in, like, a month. They need, yeah, they really, I mean, it really kind of, it definitely kind of showed, too, because I really think that, I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, a shout out to the Ring of Honor History uh, Twitter handle, but I think this, the finals of this Survival of the Fittest happened, like, six weeks ago, like, in real time, so. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it, TV tapings are tough, and we'll see. I know they've got something coming in Pittsburgh, and, you know. We'll see what develops from that railway stuff. Hopefully, we get to see all that stuff. So, how are let's kind of jump the gun into our TV discussion, but kind of on the topic of AEW, early AEW, and seeing the same people over again. I don't feel like I was terribly surprised by anybody who wound up in the survival of the fittest match. I feel like everything went pretty predictably, with the exception of you can almost say with the exception of Mondo winning his match. But Mondo does tend to win a lot of these qualifier type matches. Yeah, well, he wins a lot of matches in general. He does, but like especially ones where it's like qualifiers for like earning title shots or getting in like title pictures. Yeah. With multiple people involved, they love putting Mondo over for those. And well, they should. Got check time. <laughs> well played, well, well played. So, well, real quick, just kind of circling back to the question, Dishonor, I didn't really answer. Um, but, Will, that's a really good point. I mean, like I said, the, the whole Mike Mondo thing in general. I mean, if you had told me in January when we heard this, a guy from the fucking Spear Squad is going to be your favorite team on Ring of Honor, I would have laughed you out of the fucking building. Um, you know, but this is great. I mean, listen, I mean, and I really kind of forgot about, I mean, the, the banter with Kevin Steen um, does put that over a little bit. But, yeah, that I mean, he had, I mean, that Davey Richards thing, yeah, of course, he, he, you know, he, chicken, he, quote, unquote, chicken out of the extra 15 minutes. But motherfucker lasted with 15 minutes and a very pissed off Davey Richards. You know, in a great match, and he's been putting on banger after banger. I mean, he really hasn't had a bad match. Um, you know, we'll kind of discuss that here a little bit later. But uh, yeah, thank you so much, Brundon. Uh, appreciate uh, you know the the question of dishonor. Looking forward to seeing you in the real life, my friend. But uh, yeah, Mike Mon- Mike Mondo's our boy, and so we're gonna will it in existence. He's gonna he's gonna come on. Will he likes our tweets? So he likes more of your tweets. We also tweet at him a lot more. I do, I do. I'm, I'm. I want to say I'm borderline obsessed, but my, um, most of my tweets are just dumb stuff now. Something I think people will find funny. I'm like, I'm gonna throw this out there, see what happens. Well, I mean, life's too short not to fucking laugh. So I just wish in any high fivers, you know, that are that are workers. I will keep this this uh, open, man. And you know, Mike Mondo offers twenty bucks to real. You know, I'll pay for it. to review your match. I'll. I mean, I'm. That's not. It's that's not a gimmick, kids. So. Tom, Tom lives that first one's on me, Yemek. I do. <laughs> That's actually a very, a very good point. So, 
Um, yeah. Well, you know, it suckers you in, Will. I mean, it got you get get you in the door. So. Yeah. Well, it started with the GCW show, and I'm going to New Japan. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. That's gonna be a fun trip. It's gonna be in and out, but you know, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. So, you know, uh Bull Club Rob, aka the baby seal clubber, uh look out for our review coming up here soon of uh the 1990 Kung Fu class or Hong Kong classic, uh hard boiled. But um Rob was on the screen at Yankee Stadium with his little hashtag thing. I don't know if it's Instagram or so there's a picture of Rob at Yankee stadium. It's his baby, baby clubs or baby seal club. Really big. Oh no. Jumbo. Was this recently? This is today. Oh man. Oh, and there's 6 million reasons to love Rob. And you know, there, that's another one. So, Oh man. Um, yeah, well, we uh, we do have a TV episode this week, though. We do. We have our final qualifiers, three matches to uh, finalize the lineup for Survival of the Fittest 2012. And I really like that they put all these on TV. Um, I know this is really the first time they, they have the, the whole shindigs on TV. Yeah. Because next week we get the actual match. Yeah. I'd be, hopefully it's the whole, whole episode. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know this is the first, be. but I mean, some of these survival of fitness, man, I really need to go back. Like I said, I know speaking of the Ryan ring of honor history guys, but, um, I guess today's date in 2007, Chris hero won, And I guess he pinned all five competitors in the match. Um, and that's a good question. I mean, listen, I mean, I mean, I think it's probably everyone's pick. I mean, I don't know why Chris hero never got a title shot in ring of honor. I don't know. So it's just the guy just seems tailor made for it. So, but Will, um, this week we're going over Ring of Honor television from October 20th, 2012. Uh, it is the day before my wife turned 23. Um, so, my substantially better half. And we were kind of getting, you know, at this point, we were actually, I was on, I was actually in South America 10 years ago at this time. So, this is a very interesting time in my life, Will. My first trip out of the continent, or no, first time in South America. Um, Tom, I can tell you, I definitely was not in South America at this time. I mean, you never know. I mean, weird things have happened. It's it's great down there. I love it down there, but um, I don't want to be that guy's like, oh, I was in South America seeing the ruins, which I was, but I'm way cooler than that. But, um, but yeah, Ring of, Will, this is Ring of Honor TV episode 57. Can you believe we started this shit was 14? Fucking flew by. We're getting there. Brittany asked. She's like, have you guys been doing this for a year? I'm like, almost. Yeah. You know, we're, we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. So, and uh, we're going to keep doing this till episode Ring of Honor TV episode 552. I don't think we're going to cover Ring of Honor. Uh, we'll worry about that 10 years from now. So, but Will, our first man. Well, actually, first real quick, just, uh, you know, these are <laughs> Richards. Uh, beating the the cement back of uh, Mike Bennett last week, and uh, that was you know Dave Rich is a qualifier. Um, and Will, you're with, with some help from Mike Mondo. Yeah, I mean that's continuing our not favorite part of Mike Mondo. Um, but, but this is also taped before 
Uh, yeah, I forgot the name of the event. I was gonna say not Border War, the other one. They're 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 really good ones. So um, my my top show of the year, whose name I can't remember. I'm still buzzing from that TV, from that show. To be honest with you, Will, that was really fucking good. Um, but Will, are you wondering why I called Mr. Mike Bennett Cement Pack? I saw the thing. Somebody hit him at a show and they like popped their shoulder out. Yeah. Um. That that that's a shoot. I was not. I was supposed to be there. Um. But I was not there, and it's just kind of ironic because uh, that lady is supposed to wrestle at Grand Ole Wrestling. Uh, which you can check out on Visionaries Gold Media as a conversation promoter for that. Uh, but Faith and I will be down there on Saturday. Um, but yeah, she threw her shoulder out on Mike Bennett's back. So, um, but yeah, then we kind of jump right into the first or uh, three uh, survival of fittest. It's Roderick Strong versus Homicide. And, um, you know, when they announced that, Will really, I mean, you want to talk about the epitome of Ring of Honor at this time, you know, or the history. I mean, Roddy and Homicide really kind of are are the mold of what Ring of Honor had been. Yeah, because, I mean, Roddy at this point is already like a triple crown champ, right? He's already had all the belts. Yeah. and um, Which is kind of weird to think because it's still so, like, feels like so early in his career. But, you know, like, Roddy's been, like, triple crown. Eddie Edwards has, I think, been triple crown. Like, yeah. He's kids you know relatively speaking they're kids yeah and they've already done so much even before really tv gets going yeah yeah i'll see right it's probably what 26 27 28 this time um you know it's crazy to think is one thing i just realized you know he's the first one to go to nxt and he's still there i mean i think he was in nxt when i started watching nxt and that was um you know mid-2016 so you know, hopefully he's happy there. So, well, he found a wife, so that helped too. So, yeah, I mean, he resigned, right? Well, everybody else from the group got let go, and he chose to resign. Yeah, so I guess he's happy. So, um, good on him. So, I mean, I mean, maybe they bump him up to main roster eventually, and he goes, "Yo, trips." Is there money in the budget to get me some uh, misery index to come out to? And he'd be like, "You got it, brother." <laughs> Time to play the game. You know, and I mean, well, obviously, Trips is a, a huge fucking metalhead, so. Yes, so from Ulster, New Hampshire. Wait, what? Yeah, it's from Nashville. Oh, shit? Yeah. Huh. His parents still live in Nashville. The Lovex? The Lovex. No shit. I mean, that, I mean, that Hunter Hearst Helmsley being from New Hampshire, that totally makes sense. Huh. Oh, and yeah, because he trained with Kowalski right in Boston, right? Uh, it's not technically Boston, but yeah, you're in that ballpark. Yeah, sorry. Right, yeah. I, te- I think it's technically in Burlington, Mass. Or was. I, I don't think uh, Killer Kowalski is still showing kids the ropes anymore. Yeah. But the legend lives on, so. But your brutal Bob's still training. He's got, that, he's got that Kowalski lineage, but. uh. Um, well, obviously a great match, but really, um, the story of this match was really told really well by Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness. Like, if you weren't aware of this crazy guy named Homicide, you would think the guy is a homicidal maniac because, well... It's in the name, Tom. Yeah, I mean, uh, they really put... 187 it, Homicide. Yeah, that's, that's, that's no joke. 
Um, you know, and but I mean, and Nigel's like, don't kid yourself. Yeah, the guy may be crazy, but he can fucking go, and he ain't wrong. And to their credit, like I, I appreciate that they pointed out. It's like homicide is called homicide for a reason. But if he needs to wrestle, he can wrestle. Yeah. And uh, this is a good match to, to show that. So, um, you know, but and they also kind of put over, you know, homicide's not getting any younger, you know, and that, you know, those miles, he's maybe, you know, his mid 30s, but it's a rough mid 30s. So, um, but he's a survival of the fitness veteran. Yeah. This is not a first rodeo. Do you know if he's ever won by a chance at all? I thought they said he won. Okay. Um, they also bring up Nigel's. Survive Lilith at his time. Nigel was so fucking good. Because um, they bring up everything. They bring up how there's time limits. They bring up how there's... Oh, we've, we've, we've got the looming story of Truth Martini saying everything's good in the House of Truth. But I, I did catch that. Um, you you know, know, Roddy, Roddy might make it in, but then you have Rhino and Elgin. It's like, how does that affect Roger Strong? If he makes it in and one of them making it. Yeah. Um, and we don't put it over enough, but it, I mean, you know, any of the high fivers or the revelers or whatever you want to call it, are, are people. Um, I know everyone's pretty well versed, but if you're new to this podcast or if, if you're new to Ring of Honor in general, do check out Nigel McGuinness matches. Just type in Nigel McGuinness versus anybody. Uh, that guy could fucking go. Um, he kind of looks like the Miz, but he's a much better wrestler. Yeah. Um, I like the Miz, though. Are we going to argue about that? I won't argue against the Miz. Okay. It does bum me out a little knowing that him and Dan O'Brien, like, in real life, don't like each other. So that's a shoot, huh? That, that's It's a shoot confirmed on the, the sessions. Because part of me is kind of like, oh, I hope they're boys. And after that, like, whole talking smack like dog that was so good except for being like you know what I was supposed to hit you I still kind of want to hit you but I'm not this is we're going to leave it where it is that was really good so that was being professional yeah now he's got a shirt about his ball size a goddamn grapefruit so but uh you know and like I said I mean the, the action in the ring but this is this is definitely one of those matches where Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGinnis tell the story they, they go through the history of of survival to finish. Um, also continue the storyline. Um, what did, what did Kevin Kelly say is like, Oh, truth. Martini's been singing the praises of, Oh, he's been singing the harmonies of the house of truth. But then Kevin Kelly's just like, but no one's listening. Um, I know it's kind of a dumb line, but I, I this really, is a, this is also a great match. Cause you know, they, them recording in blocks. Like this is a match. that's going to get people like hyped up again. Yeah. Um, and also, Will, I don't know if you noticed, but did you see that big hoopla sign in the in the front row and the big yellow sign? I did not because I was watching it on my phone and not in a full screen mm. capacity, trying to squeeze in all my, my housework. Yeah. So it was there. So I, I missed some of the bigger spots. But, I mean, that's a hell of a match. I mean, yeah. you, you put two guys of that quality together. Um, on TV. You know, so this is this is classic. But uh the end of the match, um, you know, they're kind of putting over Homicide's back's kind of fucked up. 
Uh, he hits that pretty nasty bump off top rope, but he couldn't finish. Um, you know, once again, and they're calling it the Gringo Killer, being a little a little less PC or a little more PC. Uh, but in the end, Homicide can't finish. Roddy gets the double knee gut buster. And God damn, I don't know how anyone takes any of those fucking moves where he just throws people in the air and lands on his goddamn knees. Um, but it's it's only good for a two. He wins like a tiger driver. Yeah. Yeah, well, he hit the sick kick, and then he, yeah, Homicide kicked out of the sick kick. And then, but, but oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was like a tiger, yeah. Um, they didn't call it a tiger driver, but it was a double underhook. Powerbomb. Um, thingy, yeah. I mean, everyone knows I'm not very good at names. Um, yeah, That's right, Tim. What's that? Nothing. I'm just calling Tim. Maybe. That's funny. That's a previous gimmick in my life. And also, Uh-oh. shout out to uh, Troy, not Tim Storm. Uh, his first uh, tag team title match on Friday. I'm proud of you, brother. Good job. So, yeah, there's a guy in ICW Milwaukee that's uh, – because his name was, um, his real name's Tim. Well, his real name's Tim, or he was going by Tim Storm, but they changed it to Troy Storm for obvious reasons. But the announcer called him Tim, so like he kind of went with a gimmick. So it's been a whole thing. So like he comes out, we call him like Travis and Todd and Tom and yeah. So shout out to so Troy not Tim, and then all my friends listen whenever we're drunk. They won't acknowledge my real name in public, so I don't get beat up. So um, they don't call you Milwaukee. Yeah. They just call me Mill. We call me McGuanago, McQuan, or McQueen. Always like the wife likes to call it. Um, well, it was enough for a nice little tangent. Well, that was fun. <laughs> but yeah, like Will said, um, you know, Roddy went right after after the the kick over the sick kick and got the double arm power bomb. And um, Roddy's super fucking aggressive in this match. And obviously, it works. Well, you gotta be. You're in the ring yeah. with Homicide. Oh, that fucking, and speaking of Mondo, that war that him and Roddy had, too, where Mondo blew out his shoulder and Roddy busted his nose. That match, yeah, that's a match of the year contender for sure. Um, Yeah. So, well, speaking of which, Will, our next match, speaking of Mike Mondo, is Kyle O'Reilly versus Mike Mondo. Haven't seen Kyle O'Reilly in a minute. No. No. Um, and honestly, this didn't really go the way I thought it was going to go, which is awesome. Um, hence my text message I sent you like Friday morning, I think. Did you figure out that's what it that was, was about? It was, uh, it was definitely an, in, uh, the, the way they chose to have that match end was definitely an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, but, uh, before we get too far into it, um, Davey Richards is at ringside. Um, we don't know who he's rooting for. You know, we did kind of meddle a little bit and get Kyle O'Reilly to win against um, or uh, Adam Cole to win so earlier in the year. So, um, but their goofy coat of honor, you know, that was just kind of odd. Kyle O'Reilly sometimes really shouldn't do a promo. So, um, but yeah. But- I, so, on, actually, I like that. And to go back to the first match, they mentioned that or, that Strong doesn't do. The code of honor, and yeah. they also point out the homicide wouldn't accept it anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, and just in just the way they said it too is just pure fucking gold. Um, 
But you know, um, a great match. Oh, and they they put over big, you know, with Davey Richards at ringside. You know, they're like, you know, Mondo went the distance with Richards. Richards couldn't beat him. You know, so we'll see if that comes into play in this match. But uh, great match. Um, it definitely delivered that little uh, cravat, or was it a cravat? Whatever it's called, flex yeah. from the, Kyle O'Reilly. The, the cravat flex, yeah. It's a great move. Um. I mean, we've seen Kyle Riley's prize. That motherfucking goal can go. But uh, once again, like I said, I know we keep putting over Kevin Kelly and Nigel in this episode, but they were awesome. They mentioned, and it's something I never really thought, is, you know, Mondo's defense is really fucking good. He's really kind of a reactive wrestler. Um, you know, he's, you know, like in boxing, they call it a counterpuncher. Um, so he lets you put your moves and he lets you beat yourself. And he's got a counter for fucking almost everything. Um, and they uh, they play up kind of kind of like the storyline that we we saw at Swango in AEW, where Kyle O'Reilly is more of like the MMA background. He is the like a fighter, submission guy, tough as nails, whatever. But Mondo's been to like the top of pro wrestling. He's had matches with the best in pro wrestling and he's been able to go to ring of honor and kind of do more yeah, and show more than he the stuff he wasn't able to show when he was in the WWE. Yeah. They, they didn't say WWE, but I mean, he name dropped Shawn Michaels. He name dropped triple H and yeah. Yeah. God, I saw the spirit squad was at a show here. I was 17 or 18, and I'm pretty sure Mondo was there. And now I'm kicking myself for not fucking meeting him. But Mr. Mondo, the, we're going to meet soon. The the thing about how they phrase it, too, is it doesn't, as I said, oh, you know, as part of the spirit squad, you said he's been in the ring with Shawn Michaels. He's been in the ring with Triple H. So like he's, they're framing him as like a main event potential person. Yeah. Um, so good. So, um, but Will, um, great match, but the end of it, like we talked about, not the ending we thought, but, uh, you know, Mondo's, Mondo's doing his thing, you know, the, the whole hit me, hit me, kick me, kick me in the face thing. And, and uh, you know, Kyle O'Reilly's like, fuck, you want me to kick you? I'll kick you. And then uh, Mondo grabs his leg. Um, then he kind of stands up. He's got Kyle O'Reilly's leg, but then Kyle O'Reilly turns it into some weird fucking arm bar, takes Mondo down. Um, gets him in a pretty nasty armbar, but then uh, Mondo gets out of that, rolls him up, uh, gets him into that nasty Clover League uh, Boston Crab thing, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly taps out. Didn't see that coming. So because of how I was watching it, I didn't see it. O'Reilly like protested, the finish it all after. I don't. Was it was it like a situation where he was saying like he didn't tap out to Adam Cole? They were framing that on commentary, but it looked, I mean, he was grabbing the ref and he's like, and he was in pain. So, um, I bet you that's the story he's going to go with again. You know, that's probably what he's going to tell Davey Richards when, you know, he sees Davey Richards next, but, uh, you know, not, they would talk about it in the back or anything, but Mike Bondo with a win via submission. I mean, he's a great submission wrestler. They, I, I think for the first time in ring of honor. Because he normally favors the double arm DDT. 
Yeah, which is a sweet DDT. Yeah, you might be right. Um, but yeah, he submitted the submission artist. So um great story there. And then we get the story with with Davy Richards and Kyle O'Reilly. You know, Will, I wonder if that'll ever come to a head. Hmm. Yeah, before there wasn't the pay-per-view we were building to. <laughs> um, and real quick, I, I did uh well Davy Richards did miss the AAW uh Jim Lyman anyways, but I will see him Saturday in St. Louis. Um, David Richards, we're going to high five. This is going to happen. So, um, but will it's your second favorite time of the week. Um, it's inside ring of honor. And, uh, this is kind of a quick one because they really kind of focus more on the action this episode. Yeah. I mean, they, if I'm not remembering incorrectly, they really spent it just talking about the Artie Evans, Chompa, uh, Chompa thing. Yeah. So we get a we get a rundown of how Barrister's, you know, this nasty guy. We we cut back to him bringing out QT Marshall. God's gift. And God's gift and bumping off Champa. Then he cuts the promo he's like, Oh, I cut his insurance premiums like three weeks ago and there's peasant Nana and Yeah. Um, kind of a weirdly delivered promo, but R.D. Evans kind of a weird guy anyways. Um, but I'm looking forward to more pr- uh, Prince Nana. You know, we'll see if, uh, you know, nice to see a return to the embassy. Um, but it turns out, listen, we talked about earlier, uh, there's going to be a taping in Pittsburgh, home of your Steelers. Um, in you know, Bruno San Martino. Well, that's right, Bruno San Martino. Huh, weird. I didn't know that. I'm just kidding. Um by the way, that Bruno San Martino um, documentary that Tony was talking about a couple weeks ago on the Shining Wizards is on Tubi. Have you watched it? I haven't watched it yet, so I got to get through Wrestlers vs. Zombies first. Yeah, um, you do. And uh, I, I still haven't watched Terrifier. That's on YouTube, so I got to watch that yet. So. Um, but, Will, I'm so excited. We're getting Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole again. And Adam Cole cut a great promo. Kyle O'Reilly. We used to be friends, but every time we're in the ring, we make magic. It's very intense, but you will not win my title because I am better than you. This is Adam Cole. You know, I know he's going to get better. Obviously, he's he's cut, you know, as a promo genius, but, um, but yeah, and then it we takes, find it takes time. He, he's he's vanilla babyface right now. Doesn't he do is not he's Adam Cole right now. He's not the Adam Cole. Yeah, there's no baby yet. So um yeah, he's trying to grow the he grows the beard out a little. It's like, oh, there it is. It's yeah. starting to shine through. And uh I mean the fact of the matter, I mean the guy can go in the fucking ring. That, that's the bottom line. So um and I hope the reports aren't true saying that he may have to retire, but um you know how that goes. So I mean it's kind of tough because I mean guys like I mean not to be this guy, but Adam Cole is not the biggest guy in the world, and he's got to run. He's got to work that that pretty rough style. So, and he's been at it for a while. I mean, and at the same time, you look at it, it's like he chooses to retire. He's young enough that he could still potentially just do something else. Yeah, he's smart enough. Dude's a fucking genius. So, seems like his is is his wife girlfriend. Are they actually married? I don't think they're married. Yeah, you know, I mean. Britt's got the dental thing. Yeah. 
Adam, he could probably afford to, you know, if he just became purely like a Twitch personality or something like that. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, he's smart enough to where he can, I mean, yeah, he can make a goal or, I mean, maybe just as DP yoga for a couple of years and, you know, to come back. As, uh, the party's coming back. Which is the thing that he streamed with uh, when it was him, Xavier Woods, Claudio. The, the E's allowing that to happen. Since uh, G4 TV is no longer going to be a thing. Ay, ay, ay. Well, Will, um, we're on to our main event. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's going to be Kevin Steen versus Mike Bennett too in Pittsburgh. Now it's time for a main event. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is uh, Michael Elgin versus Rhino. Um, they both come out to the same music. They're both escorted out there by Truth Martini. Um, Truth Martini grabs the mic and he says, This is chicanery. Yeah. This is a setup. He's like, It's randomly drawn, but the two. Ha- I mean, there's six matches and there's three House of Truth members. Odds are they were going to wind up in a match with each other. I mean, it was a solid 50-50 shot. Yeah. But, you know, it's, you didn't say the word hoopla. No. But it was hoopla. It was- he asks Rhino first. Yeah. Will you, will you step out? You know, we paid you a lot of money. And Rhino's like, nah. I ain't stepping aside for nobody. Nah, son. And then he's, he tries to appeal to Elgin, and Elgin goes, I, too, will not step aside for people. Because <laughs> he's got the Adam Cole thing where it's like, I'm unbreakable. Yeah. It's like, relax, buddy. Don't grip the microphone so hard. <laughs> um. You know, He's up on the protein. And I do love, you know, how earlier they're talking, you know, well, I mean, Truth Martini's guaranteed. Um, well, they're kind of going through all the different scenarios of what they could do, or like, you know, if they both quit, do they both go on, la da da uh, But Nigel just likes it. And what I like about this match, Kevin Kelly, is that the house, that Truth Martini is guaranteed to lose. I know I said that like, with a southern accent, but. I was going to say, I didn't realize Nigel was from Alabama all of a sudden. I mean, he's been hanging out the Briscoe, so that's more more Southern Delaware. Um, I I really like that line. So, um, but yeah, like you said, like Will said, they both try to convince each other. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's two big dudes slapping meat. It's goddamn awesome. They, they point out that they're very similar. And I mean, if you're kind of watching from a distance, it's. Two guys were basically the same size, both wearing black singlets. Yeah. Which, again, I mean, it's like, what's going to happen to the House of Truth? We've already seen what happens to the House of Truth. This is like six weeks ago, but, you know, and surprise, surprise, Roddy comes out, you know. You know, it's a, this is a big, meaty men smacking meat kind of match. Yeah. And they point out, it's like, this is a tougher match for Elgin because he's not used to wrestling people his size. So the fact that you got to keep picking up somebody the size of Rhino. 
whether you have to keep picking up somebody the size of Elgin. Like, it takes out a lot more yeah. warmth. It's going to be harder for Elgin to whip up a power bomb. Yeah. Whereas Rhino just does a shoulder tackle. It's like he's got that benefit that he doesn't necessarily need to pick him up. Yeah, I can nail a core from anywhere. I mean, I'm not trying to be cheesy, but that's the fact of the matter. So, yeah, uh, Roger's out there. He's not there to cause problems. He's just out there with his towel. Yeah. He's just there to watch. Um, and commentary asks, what would be Roger Strong's preferred scenario? Yeah. Who would he rather have in that match? Because they say, definitely not Elgin. But do you really want Rhino in there, too? I don't. I wouldn't. Fuck no. Jesus. Um, but I really thought it was kind of fun that I mean the crowd was was with both these guys, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Will said, to tell you know that the the match was really just you know I mean the, at the end of the day the question of the match was is Elgin strong enough to sustain and to pick up Rhino with his finisher? You know Rhino can gore people, but um, but yeah, but the. Uh, at the end of the match there, I mean, it was a quick match. It was, a, it was the shortest of the three, but, I mean, it makes sense. These are two big dudes. I mean, they're not – I mean, I should they're say – They're gas fast. And, and Rhino's getting up there at this point. Damn, he's like 36, 37. I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy could still go. But, I mean, Elgin's got a gas tank. I mean, that 30-minute fucking masterpiece he had with Steen last week. Um, But uh, – Yeah, Rhino hits kind of like a – it was, I tell you, it was almost like a walk-through TKO. Yeah. He goes for the cover, and it's a two. And Roddy gets on the ropes, admonishing Todd Sinclair. Yeah. And then Rhino sets up for the gore, and Martini gets in the ring. And doesn't, you know, throw him out of the ring like we saw at Glory Bionic, but he kind of sits him up on the corner. And Martini takes a bump and ends up in like almost like a tree of woe on the outside of the ring. Martini takes a blow. I mean, it's not as bad as the bump he took against Rhino and Glory by Honor. Oof. No. No. That, that was rough. Uh-huh. Elgin hits a gore of his own. Yeah. And then I won't call it a spinning powerbomb because he kind of just he rotated like 45 degrees. <laughs> It was a spin of, not spinning, yeah. But he got it. He hit it. Roddy's on the outside looking at the crowd. He's like, one, two, three, turns around. Steve Rhino got pinned. Not as happy. Yeah, and then uh, then they go to black, as the kids like to say. So, um, And then as we saw at Glory by Honor, the House of Truth totally... Crumbles in Toronto. Yeah. Rhino's throwing Truth Martini into the barricades. Elgin and Strong are obviously gonna that's gonna carry over. I hope they I hope that finally boils over at um final battle. So they've been dra- they've been drawing the story out for almost it's, a year now. It's time. <laughs> you know, so um but Will, it's that time of the week. Um, like we always ask. If this was your first ever episode of Ring of Honor TV, would you be tuning in for episode 58 next week? Well, yeah, because next week's Survival of the Fittest. It's a, it's a gimmick match. Yeah. So this is your first time seeing it. You see, you've see you seen half the 
qualifiers. Well, you've seen yeah, half. I would say you, you've seen pretty much all the competitors in one way or another. I mean, Richards was at ringside. Lethal was kind of in the, the inside Ring of Honor recap. Yeah. I mean, you, saw Adam, Cole. you saw Adam Cole's promo. <laughs> but yeah, it's like if this is supposed to be like your your top prospects, basically, excuse me, basically, I mean, I'm not wowed by any of them. What, I think it would have been, I'm not going to say it would be cool or neat or better. Like, if you had a little bit more, like, if you had, like, the QT Marshall in there, or if you had a homicide in there, yeah. or somebody else, because, I mean, pretty much what we're getting is a showcase of people who we've been watching for the last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the only kind of <coughs> semi surprise is, is, like you said, is Mondo. You kind of figure, I mean, especially concerned that, you know, that survival of finished last year, uh, for people who don't know, made Kyle O'Reilly. So maybe yeah, stepping aside. So um, yeah, all in all, yeah. I think- do we do we think? Uh, I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if you have, but do you think Elgin goes two years in a row? No, I don't. Who who's uh who's your horse this this year then? I want Mondo to win. I have a weird feeling it's Jay Lethal. That makes sense. I think with the uh, I mean Mondo winning and Jay Lethal's gonna need that because it guarantees you a future title shot, but he's got the stipulation where he can't have a match with Kevin Steen. Right now Kevin Steen is still champion. Oh, well, I mean, we don't know. I mean, that hasn't happened yet, but yeah. Right. Well, it took Elgin almost a year to cash his in. Yeah. I wonder if that was intentional or if they just forgot about it and like, oh, yeah, by the, by the way. They're just plugging along to get to it. I mean, I think Roddy and Elgin obviously do the obvious. I say it's cold or lethal. I mean, I mean, Lethal and Richards just had a big, big romantic glory by honor. I'm sick with Lethal. That's my pick. That's kind of where my thought was. Unless, we'll say if Roddy win. Yeah. You know, I was trying to think, you know, I'm trying to think of this without, because I mean, I know... How long Kevin Steen's title reign is, roughly. So I know he loses it too. So, well, let's speak on that. I mean, this is a good episode, um, but we didn't have any wrestling's greatest tag team. We didn't have any scum. We didn't have any Briscoe brothers. Um, you know, Jay Lethal was featured quickly on the uh, um, Inside the Ring of Honor, but yeah, no Mike Bennett. Um, yeah, but still a pretty awesome episode, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's top top, but I mean, I mean, especially watching if this is the, I just stumbled upon this. I would I'm like, wow, I'm definitely watching the survival of the fittest thing. So, yeah, it was a good episode. So, I mean, October has not been, you know, did, did not. Sorry, I got the hiccups. Obviously, 
Um, October did not go the way of Fighting February. No, they made a promise. And part of it is you have to have the matches, right? Yeah. You've already announced what matches are going to be there. It's not like Fighting February where there's like, we're going to give you guys pay-per-view quality matches. And they started out real good. They started out real good and were like, oh, man, this is going to be great. Because, I mean, it's February. I mean, other than, like, the Super Bowl, really, what's going on in February? Nothing, really. No, just spring training and Daytona 500. Is the Daytona 500 in February? Yeah. I don't think, like, car racing in the winter time. but, I mean, if you're doing it down in Florida. Yeah. I used to work in an NASCAR bar, so yeah, it's definitely in February. So NASCAR, drive faster and left. My uh, my dad used to be a big Earnhardt guy. Did he cry when he died? He didn't cry when he died. My uh, his his uh, his best friend spoiled it oh, because God. my dad my dad had it taped. Oh shit! Really? Because of my dad's work schedule. And his friend watched it and called him and said, "Can you believe? He, pretty much like, can you believe he died? Wow! Like, what are you talking about? Whoops! So like, I never watched it, but like my, I guess my dad watched it. I was so young at the time too that it's like I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to." I still don't really pay attention to NASCAR racing. Yeah, it's gotten... A lot of people are into the Formula One stuff. Really? I've heard that's good, but... See, as a kid, this is going to sound really weird. I really liked the open wheel racing better. I was always kind of an IndyCar racing guy, so... Um, I was more of a Mario Kart guy myself. I mean, that, that makes sense. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, what a dick move. Like back in the day, back in the day when you know you tape stuff to watch it later. Yeah, I remember. I remember my mom called me. We were moving, so. Hmm. That's that's still why I think I don't watch stuff if I missed it because it's like I didn't tape it. So yeah, there's on demand. I can just talk into my remote and say AEW Dynamite. Yeah. I can just go to my phone at any point or pull up the Peacock or back when I had the network and it's like, oh, let's watch an old pay-per-view. It's like that never had like an appeal to me. Yeah. Because it's done. And it's kind of the same way with albums. Like there's some bands, like I'll go back and listen to older stuff because I want to listen to kind of like what the spectrum of sound is. Yeah. Like ringworm. I hear yeah, stuff. I saw some ringworm the other day. I, you know, I hear something off. Oh, that would have been 2000, like 2011, 2012. I'm like, Oh, this ringworm band seems really cool. Let me check them out. It's like, Oh, all of a sudden the promise. It's like, wow, this sounds way different than what I just listened to. Yeah. When I first listened to that album, didn't like it. Now it's one of my favorites. But 
I don't typically go back and listen to stuff. I'll go back and listen to all of Priest albums because they're my favorite band, but like I haven't really gone back and listened to even stuff that like I listened to Merciful Fate for the first time like two years ago. Yeah. And I asked people, and people can let us know in the comments. Uh, what do you think is worse? The fact that I didn't listen to Merciful Fate until two years ago, or the fact that I don't know how to ride a bike? What what uh what is the <laughs> wait what? You heard me. I don't know how to ride a bike. I am clutch at two truths and a lie because nobody ever believes that somebody could not know how to ride a bike. Really? Huh. Even wow. now, even now a stationary bike, the, the motion just feels so like alien. Hmm. Well, I but mean I don't I don't go back and like if it's done, it's done. I missed it. Yeah. It's those olden days of oh you missed a pay-per-view. Do you want to get a replay? No, we missed it. Yeah, you had to find somewhere to copy, so um Wow. Well, Will, once uh, for your next first visit to Wisconsin, um, my better half got an indoor bike trainer. So oh, you're man. welcome to learn how to ride a bike in our living room. So Brittany's determined that I'm going to learn. I've tried learning multiple times since my youth. Yeah, I was going to say with your job, that'd be perfect. I know right? if, if I could, if I could ride a bike. Instead of driving my car, if I could just bike the, the less than two miles, yeah, that'd be great. But and I've got the trail that goes up and down the state, right next to my apartment. I can just hop the bike and just because you know if you walk a couple of towns up, it's kind of daunting to have to walk back. Yeah, but if you can get a nice downhill stretch and just let her go. Yeah. yeah, like I, you see people walking their dogs. They got like the roller skates on, so they, the dog's just going, and they're just along for the ride. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah, well, I mean, people always laugh at me because I don't know how to swim very well. So I could swim enough not to die. I so. mean, that's fair enough. Because I mean, especially at this point, it's like, how often do you really need to swim? I'd like to swim more. I love being in the water, actually. Yeah, but it's not—it's not like a skill that you need on like a regular basis. No, swimming has always been like an emergency thing. Like, can yeah. you swim if you fall off a boat? Right. Can you swim if a wave happens to pull you out? But it's not just like riding a bike has like a daily application. Even if it's just you want to go out for a bike ride. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So. Well, let's not get off topic, Will. So you just listened to Merciful Fate for the first time two years ago? I did. Yeah, I'm not a big King Diamond guy. I mean, nope. I've listened. I, I admittedly didn't love it. I do like A Dangerous Meeting, the opening track on Don't Break the Oath. I like that a lot. Yeah, Can't say I love the album a whole lot. I listened to that, and I listened to Melissa. Didn't yeah. love either one. But it's a lot of stuff like that. It's like Manila Road. People are like, well, you'd love Manila Road. I'm like, I probably would. I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah. I could have seen him live. Didn't go to that either. Now the guy's dead. Can't see him live. That's tough. Yeah. So, huh. 
See, my history of the Ring of Room goes way back. So my my favorite album is their first one, their Justice Replaced by Revenge. <laughs> that CD fucking rips. That's more of a hardcore. I'll listen to that. Oh, their their earlier stuff is definitely that. Like I didn't, I don't go early. I haven't gone earlier than The Promise, but yeah. I mean, like that's compared to their newer stuff is like, yeah. It sounds like it's recorded on like a you know like the the tape deck. Like it doesn't yeah. sound good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean they came from this band Integrity, and, and Integrity too. Their new stuff got super weird, but yeah, they're an old school Cleveland hardcore band, and one of my favorite concerts ever in a bowling alley. So I saw um, in the Wizards Discord, I shared a video of Scissor Fight performing a song in the bar I used to go to shows to all the time. I'm a little bummed I missed out on those, but you know it's. It was a money thing. It was a time thing. I also kind of forgot about it until it's like, oh, that's right. Scissor Fight was playing tonight. Such a dope name. Great. It's New Hampshire summed up in a band. Not the kind of New Hampshire that we were talking about before yeah. the show. I mean, some of the songs are a little borderline because it is that kind of like survivalist backwoods kind of stuff. But yeah. it's not explicitly right like what we were talking about. And if you want to know what we're talking about before we record, you have to DM, DM either one of us. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> I forgot I said that, so. So, yeah. Well, Scissor all right. Fight. Yeah, I should definitely. Let's, 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 let's listen to Fight. Yeah, I got to tell my buddy about that, so. Well, Will, it's getting to be about that time. Um, before I pull us train the stations or anything else uh, about the show, uh, about life, anything, any other bands that you've never listened to that you should, or movies you've never seen that would shock the shit out of me, or can you believe I haven't seen Death to Smoochie? <laughs> I, I I definitely laid that one up. You still you need to watch Heather's. That should be your homework for next week. Even though I haven't dropped that episode yet. Sorry, Andy. Tom, I mean next week's a big week. We got Survival of the Fittest. We've got Rumble on Forty Fourth Street. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I so we're, we're the one thing I'll drop after. I'll take a moment to plug. Uh, I've been I've been hailing do a power bomb, and this issue, what a twist! There's two more issues to go, and it's like I'm shocked. I am shocked and aghast at how the fifth issue ended. Really? I have no idea where they're going to go with these last two. Nice. Uh, but it's not out yet. It's going to be coming out in December, but there's going to be a, a new series called Adventures of GF or GWF, which is going to be another kind of pro wrestling influenced comic book with a, with a little twist. Uh, this is the action packed journey of the Red Menace. A young galactic wrestler who is determined at all costs to restore his father, his legacy, and the family they once had. Filled with monsters, mayhem, and sweet wrestling moves. This drops in December. So there's time to go to your local shop or whatever site you want to try to pre-order stuff on. Yeah. Get an order out there. Check out Do a Powerbomb. Check out Hell is a Squared Circle. Just check out something. Yeah, something different. I'm, I I got pre-orders in. I missed it. it. There's a series that started 
coming out on my birthday by one of my favorite authors. Didn't know about it until now. So uh, I'm going to wait for the second printing of issue one, which doesn't come out until, ironically enough, because it's about, uh, it's kind of a bloody historical fiction thing about settlers coming to the Americas. Comes out around Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's called Earth Divers by Stephen Graham Jones. Highly recommend any of his books. Hmm. That's cool. Especially huh. Only the Good Indians. Only the Good Indians was killer. I'm currently reading My Heart as a Chainsaw, which is the first in a trilogy. The next one comes out in January. So I've got a couple months to make sure I get this out. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Huh. Well, you see as well, I'm going to check that out. So, all right. Well, high fivers. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Brendan. Uh, also, David Henry Barter the third. Thanks for coming out again. Uh, hope your travels seem safe. I'm um, looking forward to we'll see you in the real life soon. So high fivers. We will see you later.